You know, oftentimes I found myself converting back to that space where it was dark. So dark, right? I couldn't see light, but I can see myself on the floor in a fetal position. Oftentimes I found myself like that through life. I'm 33. So you can imagine how many times I had to hit that pavement. Like literally just drop and hit that pavement. Because I thought that that person was a good friend. Or I thought that that relationship was never going to end. I thought it was my see all, be all, end all. But it wasn't. I was mistaken. God said, there's something else that I need you to do. And I don't think that you're going to be prepared for it because it's going to hit you like nothing else has ever hit you. Are you ready? And when it did, it took me a couple of weeks just to get myself back together. I had to bounce back. I had to get up. And you know what? Some of us are at that last lap. And when we notice that we're at that last lap, we feel like we can start decreasing the speed that we were going. We can start taking away some of the stuff that we was actually doing to get to this goal, to get to that finish line banner, to cross it, to accomplish it, right? Because crossing that finish line means that not only in my pursuit of happiness am I going to keep going, but it also means that there is victory on the other side. Because on this side, it was so many trials and tribulations that I could not see my way through. So much darkness that I did not see an ounce of light. But I know it couldn't have been possible that God would just leave me there. It was something that I had to do. And see, I knew it in the summertime. It was a situation that happened with one of my friends that I knew that I was going to have to cut them off. But because they had so much clout in my life, and I gave it to them. You only had that clout because I gave it to you, right? But I knew I had to cut you off. But because we had almost two decades in the game, I felt like I can be a little lenient. No. Family, friend, or foe? That ass had to go. Anybody that doesn't serve my highest good, you got to go. If I consider you a distraction, that means you got to go. It's nothing personal. I have to let go so I can grow. I had to remember all those times that I was in that fetal position, in that dark space in my life. You really find out who your friends are. You really find out who you are, but you have to be willing to go through that dark night. Sometimes that night lasts a little longer, baby, and I'm sorry. It is what it is. Sometimes that heart got to be broken more than once for you to be able to mend it the proper way that it should be mended. For you to get that nourishment to yourself, your soul, your body, your flesh. Stop giving it to everybody. My legs don't open very easy for no motherfucking body. 
Sorry, it ain't that type of party. Hell, I don't even kiss any and everything. Sorry, it ain't that type of party. I don't think I'm better than I'm just cautious. I look at everything and everybody like they got an STD. That's what saves me. That's what gives this people this. Sorry for what I'm about to say, but uh, that's what gives my pussy papers. Okay. Certified, clean. I ain't got time. I don't want just anybody. Sorry. Who I am and what I'm going after, I know I deserve the best. And if you're not offering the best, and all you got to offer is the fact that you can come over and open your legs, I don't want you. I like a person to mentally fuck my mind. Before I even allow you to touch my body. Huh? Get to know this. Get to know my soul. Get to know all of these things before you try to get in my drawers. Sorry. I just don't allow any and everything here. That's for the next person. That's for the next person. I don't want to share. Let me tell you something. My next relationship, that shit is going to be the best. I'm going to get married. And that's going to be it. And what I mean by that is, I'm not playing house. I'm not trying to play house. I don't want to date multiple people. I don't want to entertain multiple people. That's just not me. That's just not me. I don't want that fucking, them fucking spirits, man. K-U-S. Get that shit back to who it belonged to. For those people that like toxic shit and toxic relationships and toxic situations in life, go after that. Because see, while you're doing all of that, I'm over here building my fucking empire. Let me tell you something. You have to be tired, sick and tired downright tired of being broken for you to get back up. Get up, Craig. Get up. You may lose them, but you live. You live to fight another day. I got to stop watching movies. Listen, it was a great reference to life, though. You know how easy it is to fucking pull a trigger? But do you know how hard it is to fight for your fucking life? It's so easy to be a fucking coward. It's so hard to man the fuck up. Don't just roll with the punches, baby. Be in that co-creation spirit. Co-create with God and self. Be cautious of your thoughts and who you surround yourself with. You're not of this planet. And it's time to show them that you're not. As above, so below, I allow all of this energy to flow. Here we go. Here we go into this new year, new abundance, new life. How do you see it? Change your perception. Sorry, change your perspective to get a better perception. And I said it last year and I'm still doing it. I have to. These are steps that makes me, me. And you know, some people just want you to convert back into who you were so they can continue to use you. No ma'am, no ham, no turkey, no bacon. 
I don't even eat none of that stuff. You crazy. You crazy, huh? Here we go. In this life, what do you want? Do you seek truth? Do you choose to run from who you are? From that woman or man that's in the mirror? Because me, me, when I'm down and I'm out, I literally scream God. Hell, even when I'm up and I'm happy, I'm still screaming God. Praises to the Most High. Praises to the Most High. You don't know how much I've been broken. And people mad that I'm actually healing myself and saying, fuck you, have a great life. Still sending your love and light. And I don't have time. Sorry. My time is currency. My currency, I just don't give away fluently. You can call me selfish, whatever you want. But here I am giving and pouring into my own cup. Because pouring into other people's cups will have you fucked up. Have you fucked up. Please don't call me with your problems. I'm going to hang up on you. It may sound selfish, but I'm going to hang the fuck up on you. Sorry, I don't want it. Your problems are not my problems. I have to keep that in mind. I have my problems on my own. It may sound like I'm being a fucked up friend, but if you look at it that way, then you were never my friend to begin with. Because what you got to stop doing is allowing other people's problems to affect your life. Affect your life. You over here trying to help them. But get get in a sticky situation and be like, yo, yo, uh, you, you think I can come uh, crash with you for a couple of days? You know, such and such and such and such and such. Man, you liable not to even get that fucking phone answered. But yet they can post something on Facebook. And it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind when people start to show you who they are. I had to really break. I had to really fucking break. I don't care if I'm the outcast. I don't care if the next person don't like me. I'm not here for that. I'm here on a mission. I'm 5'1 and 175 pounds. It's not just bark here. It's plenty of bite. Little but mighty, huh? Huh? I ain't playing. I ain't playing. I had to pick myself the fuck up. And you're going to get tired of picking yourself up and still calling on so-called friends. That woman that you think that's yours ain't really because she over there entertaining somebody else. And the other thing is, I don't want no bisexual woman. Can your confused ass to where you belong? Sorry, it is what it is. It is what it is, okay? I don't play with Peter. Not like that. I don't want it. I don't want nobody that's confused in what they got going on in their own life. There's no confusion over here. It's just black and white. No shade of fucking gray. It is what it is. You're going to get tired of picking yourself up. You're going to get tired of repeating same dumbass conversations with people. 
It's like it's never penetrating. It's never going to get through. Say, hey, I don't want to be with you. But they say, hey, I'm, I'm so fucking in love with you. Like, let me drop my drawers right now. That's all you got? That's all you that's that's all you got. That's why you're in the situation you're in. Listen, I don't want it. Stop trying to offer me shit and expect it to be presented as a full course meal when I can see right through your ass. I can see right through you. See right through you. Honestly. You gotta let that shit go. You gotta be willing to let go. Be willing to lose everything. Be willing to be in the darkest fucking place of your life and nobody is around to pick you up or to give you a glimpse of fucking light, hope, or anything. Be willing to go through it. Because I promise you, at the end of that fucking finish line, once you cross through that banner, it's victory. It's like people around you can fucking smell it already. It's brewing. It's brewing so much. That they just gotta see, they gotta know what the fuck going on with you. They gotta, they gotta be around you. But see, be willing to walk alone. In order to get what you want in life, be willing to walk alone. Be willing to be that Allen. Be willing to be your best fucking friend. Be willing to pick your own self up and coach yourself through that finish line. You have to encourage your own self, right? Encourage yourself. Keep moving. Keep going. I promise you it's so much better. No matter how dark it may seem, no matter how low you may get, I promise you it won't last forever. It won't. It won't. Don't allow, don't allow yourself to stay there. It's not a good place. It's unhealthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. Don't allow nobody to steal that much from you. Don't allow nobody to steal anything from you. Not your time, your energy, your money, your love, your affection. None of that shit. It is valuable. Know your worth. Know yourself. Know what you're going after, baby. Don't lose division. Keep the vision right there. Don't lose the vision. Keep going. Keep going. So what? You ain't got the support that you got, that you used to have, or that your homeboy got. So what? So what? Who gives a fuck? I'm doing it for a whole nother purpose. It's a greater reason in me that I cannot understand, but I'm going for it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing myself. Nobody is harder on me than I am to my own self. And I have to give myself love sometimes because I can be a rude bitch to myself. And my heart's going to be like, oh, who the fuck? What the? Oh, 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 another. You didn't. Real nigga. Real nigga shit. Let it the fuck go. So What? This year, it's about changes. Numerology number five. Last year was number four. We had to find balance. We had to let shit go. This year is about changes that needs to be implemented for your highest good. Fuck it. Let's go. Thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode of you. Uh.
Welcome to a special episode of Use World. Tonight we got Victor Merlet. How you pronounce your Merritt. last name? Merritt. Victor Merritt. I keep saying yes. Merlet. Sorry. <laughs> Victor Merritt, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Real bad with names. <laughs> no anyway, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself. He is a world renowned Grammy Award winning producer and composer. Tell him a little bit about yourself. Most definitely. Oh, no, I'm just. Uh... A little, little light conversation, but uh, got started out at a young age, you know, playing keyboards, and, and I ended up getting found by Babyface when I was in high school, my high school band. And Babyface, deal, he was with the dealer at the time. They came to town and they performed with Climax, all girls group Climax. I don't know if any listeners are too familiar with Climax, but they were one of the best groups I've ever heard, male or female. It was all women. Oh, and wow. so, uh, yeah, Babyface, he was very impressed by our group. You know, we're, we're hometown, so they came through Tulsa, Oklahoma, and whenever someone comes through, you know, the hometown, you know, always going to have a, a a band or somebody there from the hometown to do it, and we were kids, and our manager happened to get us an audition with the guy who was bringing in the promoter, right. Bobby Eaton, and he really liked us. He said, these kids are good, so. And so I was going on, I was on my way to college at the time, and so me and Babyface had a nice conversation, because I didn't know who he was, you know. He just told me his name, just Babyface, and his L.A. Reed with him in a, that was their first album. It was the Deal's Body Talk album. So they was, you know, it was be a little funny. They all had little raggedy curls. I mean, they had no, nobody had no money. Okay? But they <laughs> both had they had hit albums. Both of them had hit albums. The, the, the Climax had Me in the Ladies Room and the Me and All Pause. And the Deal had Body Talk. Okay. Because we used to dance throughout school. I mean, it was, it was wild. It was fun. Right. And he gave me his information because he, he just moved to L.A. And he told me, man, you, I was going to school up in San Francisco, California. He said, man, you, get a chance, you decided with this disease thing, let me know. And about eight months in the college, I just decided, I just told my father, and I want to try it. Right. You know, and then and I talked about, I had a little bit, I had a daughter at the time, she was about only about three, four months old. I talked to her mother, she was, my mother was in Oklahoma, and I asked, I said, I want to go ahead and try this music. I can go back to school, she said, try it. Talked to my grandmother, and my grandma said, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So I went on ahead and said, Mama, just this Mama, I can always go back, you know, but I can't. I mean, I have had this opportunity. Right. So I went down there, and, and I told, I called Babyface, and I told him who I was, and he couldn't remember because it had been like seven, eight months. And I was like, guy you met in Oklahoma? He's like, who? I said, <laughs> I said the little kid. He's like, oh, okay, the light-skinned guy. I remember. He said, yeah, what's going on? I said, man, I told him about one of the music things. i tell you about it. He said, man, you ready? I said, I'm ready. Right. He said, well, he said, well, well, yeah, I told him I was in Frisco. He said, I'm sending for you. He sent for me, and I flew down, the, flew down there with about $3 in my pocket. About all I had. My dad said, you need some money, boy, get that and let me know. He said, but you go out there with somebody that's in the youth business, you ought to be able to make you some money. 
And we went down in our state. He had a little bitty ass apartment. Him was his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> he had a little bitty ass apartment, and and he was working with it. They were still with the deal at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was just had me said, "Listen, man, just be patient." He had me playing on songs with Karen White, playing on songs with him, playing on songs with. Uh, um, he had me playing with really with everybody. He had me playing with his brothers. I don't know if anybody's ever ever familiar with uh, After Seven, man. It was, uh, when his brothers died, real good friend of mine. One of his older brothers died, so he had me doing stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And at the time, he was really getting off to the producing aspect of it too. And he started working with Michael Jackson and stuff like that. So he would send me on projects. He says, "My little hitter, right? It's my little hitman." And he'd send me on projects because he know I can get it done. Right. I was a kid. I was just a kid. I mean, I couldn't get no clubs. No. Now I know that had to be an exciting for you. Like, yes, it was exciting, so and I was first scared time breaking time. in. Like, well, I was scared at the same time. I was yeah. scared at the same time. I'm 18 years old. I'm country. I'm a country boy from Oklahoma, as you can probably tell with my accent. I'm country, right. and here I am off in Los Angeles, California, I'm in Hollywood, and I'm rubbing against so many people that I've listened to growing up. Right. And and then I'm, you know, they say, okay, well, we give me sheet music, and it's the funny part about it is that I don't read music, still don't. And so you I just play by ear. I play by my ear. I play by ear, and That's I know beautiful. notes and, 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 and stuff like that. I know all that stuff. Right. But if you gave me, if you gave me a printout of one of my hit songs, and it didn't have nothing on it, say, "Here, look at this." It was like Chinese to me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't know what I was looking at. Gibberish. But if you put, if you put, if you put C flat, D flat, D D D E A sharp, all this stuff, I'll know what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I do it. I know, you know, I just write it down. If I'm hitting this, okay, I like the D flat, D, 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 E, E here. I hit chords here, hit chords there. What chords are you hitting? I write those down. That's it. Right. Yeah, I never I never got a chance to, to, to you know, I wasn't Beethoven. I don't like Trouble, Trouble Cliff and all that old stuff. I ain't, you know, it wasn't me. But, <laughs> yeah. And so it was funny because they would give me sheet music sometimes of what they was doing. And Babyface had told them, I guess, if guys said, listen, little brother don't read music. <laughs> The brother plays by ear. Tell him what you want him to play. Right. Let somebody else play it real quick, and he'll play it. All you need to hear is one time. And that's that's how I was. So that was that was always saying, okay, come a little red, come a little red, come a little red. Well, somebody somebody got to show him now what they're playing. And they would show me, and I would put my own variation into it. So I'd go take it another way, take another another level. And and over the years, I've just started about two years into that. I was told, okay, Babyface said, we're going to get our own label. You know, him and LA's going to get a label, get a label, get a label. Right. You know, and so they were still with the deal at the time, but they were producing people too. And he's going to get a label. I said, well, hell, I'm, you know, I'm just the way everybody was telling me, I'm going to be a famous star. I'm going to have all these videos, I have all these girls, I have all this stuff. <laughs> and they was like, listen, man, the way you write, the way you do your music, they said, listen, you are better suited. And you are better suited making other artists look good. Say, he said, you're laughing. Instead of a uh, mainstream artist. Yeah. But he said, but he said, that's what you want to do. You want to do that? Then, okay, that's fine. We said, wait till I get, wait till we sign a label up and you be the first person we sign. Right. I was being impatient. And I was like, man, they, you know, bull crap, whatever. And so I went behind his back and signed with Capitol Records. Ooh. I signed with Capitol. Yeah, I mean, this, this music industry is a cutthroat industry. Yeah. And these people know I was already with Babyface. You know, I've been dealing with Babyface. That's, that's how they, they met me. You know, it was, it was a, <laughs> but it was a lady. She wasn't really her fault, you know. Name Miss Lee, story lady, right. and she just loved me. And my brothers was there. My, I got a half brother, <laughs> and his group was there. Portrait, uh, you know, people ever heard of a group called Portrait. Mm-hmm. They were already there, and they needed some more songs. He said, "My brother writes great songs." 
And so this is how I was introduced to capital. And they gave me a, a, a production deal. What was the artist development deal? Kind of like thing. They were saying, okay, get all this stuff together. Basically, they just got me there to work for me, deaf. Work me. And they said, okay, we'll, you know, once we get everything together and get everything packaged in, we'll release some of your stuff. Right. And at that time, Capital now, Capital's a good label now. I don't, I don't knock them out. Back then, they really didn't know how to deal with black artists at the time. You know, I mean, and the last black, really popular black people they had at the time was MC Hammer. Oh, MC wow. Hammer, was under, he was there at the time. And, but before that, you got to go all the way back to uh, Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole built that building. You know, you said famous cap, that, that famous, uh, like a Jetson building and Capitol Records and, and, and Vine and Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. Yeah. That's, I got a picture say, of it, actually. They say, they say it's called the house that Nat built. Nat King Cole, that money he made. Yeah. That black man made all that money, all that money in the 50s and stuff for them. You know, he was, you know, they was one of the first people living in Beverly Hills. Blacks was Nettie Cole, not that in them. Yeah, they, they lived in Beverly Hills. And so, but they still don't want to deal with no black artists. They had just started the black music department at that time. We were some of the first ones in. You know, and so it was just it was it wasn't a, an experience that I really liked because I couldn't work for, with other artists. I couldn't work. I had to. I, Babyface was so upset about it when he found out about it, but still he had me working for his butt. But he he would have to pay me. I wouldn't. I couldn't get my name on anything oh, because wow. that's a breach of contract. Oh yeah, I, they get Babyface get sued. And they ain't got no money to tell They get sued, and I'm in a breach of contract. They gonna sue me, and I ain't got no money. They gonna sue me. I'm broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, they gave me they gave me thirty five thousand dollars. So funny, they gave me thirty five thousand dollars signing bonus to sign. You know, they gave me advance thirty five thousand on advance. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the most money I ever had at one time in my life. And so I had it in the shoebox. And I was wondering, I had this damn thing in the shoebox, and I didn't want Bayface to know I had it because he would pay me seven hundred dollars, six hundred dollars to do a session here, to do a session. I mean, it kept me cool, but. You know, didn't nobody know I had that money but my father. He was kind of pissed off about it, too, because I didn't go to a lawyer to have a lawyer look at that contract. Right. And so I ended up, in the long run, I ended up recording, like, 35 of my own songs with Capitol Records. And Babyface had to get his lawyer to finally get me out. I was there from 91 to 94, what, 94, I think. Yeah, 94, 91 to 94. And... Uh, and if he didn't yeah, get you out of, how long would your contract have Oh, no, been? it was it was, it was going to be over with anyway. Oh, okay, okay. I think I had one more year left on it, but it was, it was, it was more of a work for hire thing. Okay. They had me doing this stuff here, doing stuff there. And I mean, it was a, good, it was a great place. It was, it was a good place. I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, it was, it, was, it was a learning experience, though. It taught me. Right. It taught me what the A&R is, because the lady who brought us in, Ms. Lee, ended up getting a promotion and went somewhere else. And when she left... Then there was nobody to take care of us, and, and I want you know I said when you deal with any labels, the A and R is the person who's it's like your mother. Then they bring you into a label, they convince their job is they convince the label to sign you. And once the label sign you, that's their project because they're the one brought you in and said, look what I found. And so when she left, everybody else didn't have time for us. The other A and R they got the other people to worry about. And so that taught me then that it's the person who brings you in that's responsible for you and that person's life and, and job is online yeah you know livelihood is online yeah and it, it was just a crazy thing man but it, it was it ended up at the end you know it, it ended up being ugly at the end because the music that was recorded there it was <laughs> kept for capital records it, it's gonna burn down with capital hmm. 
because when the contract at the end, when it was lawyer, you know, went through all of the logistics to get me out of it. Right. They asked for music. They asked for songs that I did. And and the contract that I signed said at the bottom of it, living words at the bottom of it said, "All work is I must work for hire. All work become property of of Capital Records and Corporate such 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 such." So everything that I've done, that become property of that. Oh, and wow. he has, he said, let's just, can we just get it back? You know, and go grab back or whatever. And the lady that was talking to the lawyer, I guess, told him basically, and it's right, because Frank Sinatra was also there on the Capitol, too. They said, we got music we haven't released for Frank Sinatra before. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, so we, uh, so what he talking about ain't shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We got we got we got music for Frank Sinatra we hadn't released. So what are you talking about? You know. So yeah. So that's that was a learned experience. But well, everything ended up working out like you were supposed to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you run through those those things, and that's why I try to help artists avoid this stuff. You know, I try to let them know the pitfalls. You know, but you can tell people you can tell people <laughs> bridges out 100 feet. Say, hey, don't drive down that road. Bridge out 100 feet. And, and they still go down there anyway. Listen, they're driving down that road, and when they're up in there and going down toward every ravine, praying to God, hoping they survive this crash into this water down there. Either that, they'll say, they'll say, I knew Bridget. Or they, they, they think that when out. they go down that road, they yeah. think it's gonna be different for them. No, it's it's just it's just how it is. When your mother tell you do something, you do it anyway. But yep. it's, 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 it's this industry. If someone has been through this, listen. This is this is this is one. This is not one place you got to do the opposite. Or be just, I'm just going to do the opposite thing. No, you listen. Because it's not that many people that are going to give it up. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't want to tell you they screwed up. Yeah. Or they get hit over the head or they did this mistake. If you got a person telling you about a mistake in this industry, because this is this is an industry that everybody wants to be prideful. You know, someone's telling you that, listen. Stop doing it. If you're eating, you're talking to your girlfriend, boyfriend, your kids, tell them to shut up for Hold on. What do you say? What did you say? Listen. If they're telling you something about this, because this is this is the waters, it's, it's shark infested. This is a water, it's ocean. Yeah. This is big ocean, and it's shark infested, and you need somebody to navigate you to the other side. Because if not, you might not make it to the. If other not, side. if not, yes, if not, yeah, if not, you don't, <laughs> if not, you're gonna be crossing, dressed as a seal. <laughs> and you don't take put this uniform on. Everybody else got a different uniform. You got a seal uniform on. Think you gonna make it? Nope. <laughs> that ass is food. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, you gonna be dressed as a seal. You ain't gonna know it. You gonna be thinking you sharp. You gonna, oh, I'm cool. You dress right as a seal. Mm-hmm. Go right in that water. So yeah, it's just it's it's industry that's that's. So it's always gonna be here though. Mm-hmm. So what advice can you give you know up and coming uh, producers and mm-hmm. composers? Trust your gut. But also, but also, listen to whatever's going on. If you're in this to make you being this first, this first of all, being it first because you love it more than anything else in this world, but and you do it for free. Not that you want to do it for free, but you would do it free if you have to. And pride, have pride in your performance. Take the same performance you give for twenty-five thousand people, give for two. That's right. You don't do that, then you cheat everybody. Even but, yourself. <laughs> yes, but you have to trust your gut. But also trust whatever genre you in, whatever music genre you're in, whatever you're doing, 
You don't want to sound like the same person because they already got a this guy, they got a Travis guy, they got a this, they got a that. So you don't want to say, oh, he sounds like, no, that's that's not a compliment. That's really a disrespect. You want to find your own spot yep. in there. You don't want to be so different that you can't fit in there, but you want to find your own spot because the people who make it, and it has a lot to do with luck, but the people who make it have an individuality. They have a, a style. They have, even if it was an ugly style, even they if it was a crazy style, <laughs> they have something. Yeah. They have something. <clears throat> they have something. I mean, I mean, look, the weekend, good friend of mine, weekend, part of mine is good. I mean, if you look at the weekend, I didn't tell you the weekend, well, you say, little, little, kind of little chubby guy, you know, not yeah. bad looking cat. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think it's a, that, 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 that was it. Yeah. Just, and, it, and it, it's not his name, the weekend. That got him there because anybody could name himself Weekend. It's the niche, dude. it's the style. It's that he he he, he centers. I that told him before. He centers he centers on the R and B and and the white side, which is nothing. This is all about when you make money. You, this all money's green. It spends the same way, you know. And it spends the same way no matter what. You know, you're not selling yourself out when you're making money. In other words, I'm not saying that I'm I'm saying I'm denouncing my blackness because the white folks like me. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't do that. But you make you make the money the best way you can. Now, if you got some stuff that you just that you just can't let go of, then do it. Then do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. And no matter whatever happens, and what happens in this industry, because when you come into it, you better come into it. It's it's it's, it's a chin strap area. It's a hard hat area. You know you can't you can't they're gonna tell you. So when you get a certain you get too close to hey, put your hard hat on. Put your hard hat on because it's stuff falling from all over the place. That's right. And you have to be, you have to have a soul. You got to, you got to, you got to be strong. You got to be strong. And this is the only way you make it. And you got to be able to accept no. This is what I want everybody to know. Yep. You're going to hear more no's than you're going to hear yes. Tell this is a no thousand no's I heard no get that one. everywhere. You're going to hear no everywhere. Garth Brooks, no. All over. Lady Gaga, no. All over. All over. All over. I mean, anybody you can think of has heard no. You know, capital yeah. turned turned go up down twice. You know, he went all around to get back to capital twice, turned down twice. And now he made capital. He's built all this stuff, wings and capital. He, you know, he's worth, you know, he's an Oklahoma guy. Good friend of mine is from Oklahoma. He's worth seven, eight hundred million dollars now. They told me he's too fat. Don't sound that good. So I told him. And he kept grinding. He kept grinding. Yeah. You have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself and you let her know you're in the wrong business. Just disrupt you and you don't know this This. This is a no. And I'm going to tell you something too before I cut this off because I got somewhere I got to go. I, I, I mean, we'll be able to talk again. But listen, this is what I want everybody to know. The average record label, the average, I'm talking about I've worked with every last one of them. Motown, Sony, Universal, Every island, everybody. I, I did a, a remix for YouTube on Island. You know, or Michael Jackson on his label. And when you, they sign artists. When they go to sign a new artist, they sign to use the average about eight to ten per year. And out of those eight to ten new acts they sign per year, they may, they may get a return on one, maybe. Most of the time, it's 10 for 10, 9 for 9, 8 for 8. 
That means they're all lost. Damn. And so what keeps the record companies alive is not the new artists. What keeps them alive is the cat- catalogs from the older artists and artists who are already popping now. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that, you, that they come out and you see somebody come out and they sold three or four million copies at the gate. It happens, but it's rare. Yeah. It happens. Usually, their record label, they claim, you know, they since they're not making uh, albums anymore, they're making singles, which is better for artists because you ain't got to be so far in. They'll, they'll, they'll say they're backing you, which they will, but you look up your old seven, eight hundred thousand dollars at the gate. Back in the days when we started, when we did it, yeah, the average, the average group, if I mean the average artist to be signed to label, it was eight hundred thousand to one million dollar investment. That's not what they, that's not what they invested. That's what they told you that yeah. they invested in you. So, let's just do the math. If it's eight hundred thousand to one million dollars, your first album comes out, you sell a million copies. One million copies. Okay? The average artist, everybody, the average artist, you might get 60 cents. Your album is $10, you get 60 cents off that, that $10 album. Okay? 60 cents. So, you say, okay, well, sh- I would recommend 800000 They tell you, you know, you pay for your video. Well, I tell guys, don't be renting all them cars. And, you know, your first album's out. We know you ain't got no Rolls Royce unless you're selling drugs. You know, so you, you know. see these guys. Yeah, the regulator pay for all that. Yeah, you want you want to be dumb. Yeah, they pay for all that stuff. You know, they pay for them. You drive around the Rolls Royce, your first single. You drive around Rolls Royce and you rent this big old mansion and all that stuff. All that's coming out your royalties. Yep. When, when you think you got some money coming. And you ain't got nothing. You look up. You look up. Listen, I've seen it. You look up. And you got a a platinum award, and you help pay for your condo. <laughs> I've seen it many many times. So this industry ain't what you think it is. You got to go in here knowing that this industry is not about playing fair. No matter how much they like you, when you come in there and you, you walk inside the label's office, it's two chairs. It's the big chair and the little chair. You sit in the little chair. They sit in the big chair. Yep. They call all the shots. You come in and you sell five million albums, guess what? The chairs change. You sit in the big chair, they sit in the little chair. You call the shots. Tell me this is what I want on this album, this is what I want on that album. Until then, you get in the big chair, you're in the little chair. And you may not ever get, they usually sign you to a three album deal. And you're an option on each album. Hmm. 95% of the acts don't make it to the second album. They cut their losses. The money they gave you up front, I'm, I'm talking about when I've been sending $800,000 to a million dollars, that was back when they was giving you three, four hundred thousand on advances too. You know, they didn't want you to be broke. They give you that, you know, you buy your car, go buy your mama, whatever you want to buy, and you look up, Right. All that back. That's why it's called an advance. And they give you that because they don't want you doing bad. Because nine times out of ten artists, that's why they call starving artists. When you're a new artist, you don't have no money. You got whatever you spent for your production. You're getting it out the mud. You know, you got what you whatever you put out of production. That's it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, listen, man. When I first started, all I had was the demos we had. That's it. We had them demos, and and I I played them in everybody's car. And I took them around with them everywhere I went. Because I, I believed in them. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what I, you believe in that. But you ain't got nothing in your pocket. You done put everything you have in your heart and soul into everything you got off on that, on that tape. Back then, it was cassette tape on this demo tape. So I got that demo tape. Everything, everything, everything I got on here. And so they know you don't have nothing, so they give you a little bit of money. Now, nowadays, since it's, it's not an album related no more, they don't do albums no more. 
you know, they do singles, which is good for artists now. Right. And they'll use them on the van. She might get, you might get 100 jeans, you know, if they really like you. If you get two labels big, you can go up. You can be like Cardi B. You know, you don't you know, get two labels big and against you, can get two, three million dollars in advance. But that's very rare. You know, but yeah. usually they give you about, you know, they won't give you 100,000, 150,000, 120,000. You know, they'll release a couple singles, see how it flies. Yeah, so that's just how it go. But this label is, you have to, I mean, the label stuff and the industry stuff is not for everyone. You have to have, you got to be a certain type of person. You have to be shrewd. You have to be, you have to be very, very confident, but never arrogant because it's a very thin line between confidence and arrogance. I told Casey and Joe, I told my brothers, I told my brothers Casey and Jojo that when we did that four plus million, million seller, I said, listen, brother. You got to show up for these concerts. Brother, you got to be prepared. You got to do this. You got to do that. I said, brother, you got to stay humble. You know, I can't, they, can't, they can't sell out of the high school arena now. Okay? So, yeah. So, I just want to know, let you know. We'll talk again, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate no problem, your time. I, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Barrett, man. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Right? All right. Okay, bye. Yes, thank you, thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode, man. He gave some good advice, some food for thought. I hope y'all remember, man, as an artist, it's important to stay in your lane. Don't worry about what the next artist is doing. You ain't got time for that. Keep proceeding, stay focused, and remember, you got to grind. You got to get it out the mud, and it's okay. Because one day you're going to look up and be like, shit, I made it. I really fucking made it and didn't even realize it until I just looked up and was like, I made it. And you're going to have so much gratitude because all the work that you put in. See, a lot of times people just want it handed to them and you can't have it that way. It's important. Stay in your lane and keep going. No matter what it looks like, no matter how bad it gets, use it as a muse for your creativity. Thank you. God bless. Sending you love, light, and positivity. Stay tuned for the next episode of you.